0: All right, wherever you may be listening, whatever you may be doing, welcome to this week's episode of The Sustaining Artist. I'm Shoni Shukru, and this podcast is brought to you by Locked Indie Attic Productions, cut together by Patrick Shearer in New York City. However, we are here in North Hollywood today, and I am joined by dancer and actress Amy Surrett. Welcome to the show, Amy.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you
0: ready to do this?
1: born ready, Sean.
0: Nice. <laughs> Day job is making me older. And my suits look like they are love the things I do. So excuse me if I'm rude to you. The six o'clock call drives me crazy. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. How's your day going?
1: So far, so good. Yeah, Yeah,
0: where are you coming from?
1: Glendale. I just moved there.
0: You just moved to Glendale? Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to get to North Hollywood?
1: Like 15 minutes. It was so close. Oh, nice. No traffic. No, not bad. Joy's of 11 (laughs)
0: o'clock. Yeah, probably was taking you an hour and 15 minutes, two hours ago.
1: I know. Thank God.
0: So, Amy, you're from um, the Northeast Coast?
1: Yes, right outside Boston, Massachusetts. It's actually called Beverly. So... Beverly Hills was named after Beverly, Massachusetts. People don't believe me when I say that, but I swear to God, it's
0: true. Do you have that in writing?
1: It's If you look it up, it'll say Beverly Farms, which is where I'm from. Okay, I'm from like, it's called Beverly, but Beverly Farms is a part of it. It talks about how like, I think the person who, someone involved with Beverly Farms created Beverly Hills. I don't know, it is in writing though. Wow, So if going look
0: that up after <laughs> the show. <laughs> it's real. So it's September 1st on Sunday. Um, which is Labor Day Monday, which means winter is coming. Okay. Unless, of course, you're in Los Angeles and it's sunny all the fucking time. Um, but winter is coming to the Northeast Coast, and we're dedicating this month to people moving from New York and the Northeast, Boston, all the way across the country to Los Angeles. And we're seeing how people have been doing since they got here. So when did you move to um, L.A.?
1: So I moved two and a half years ago. So I moved in January, actually, um, of twenty. What is that, 2017?
0: 2017, so right, right in the, the height of winter.
1: Yes, right in the height. And actually, I feel like I brought the rain, because right when I moved here, it was pouring in LA, and everyone's like, it never rained before you came, and here we are, <laughs> it's with rain.
0: We do, yeah, we get like about four days of rain a year, yeah, I guess. Yeah, those were the
1: days, those were the four days. Yeah, well, <laughs> right we're a
0: long way away from January now, We months of sun to go. Before yes. we get to uh, LA and your experience here, um, Tell me, what was it like growing up in Beverly Farms, Massachusetts?
1: So, it was just plain Beverly. Beverly Farms was associated with Beverly. Oh, got it. Just Beverly. Um, But Beverly Farms is the area that was the Beverly Hills, that whole thing. Gotcha. But um, it was great. I mean, completely different than here. Not Mm -hmm. not so much a small town, but um, there's probably, I think, 300 people in my graduating class around that. So, there was a good amount of people, but it did feel like a much smaller community compared to L.A., Right. So,
0: and when did you decide to, uh, I'm going to be a dancer?
1: Well, I was dancing since I was three years old, and I always thought, like, growing up, I was like, I'm going to move to New York or L.A., and I'm going to pursue a dancing career. But right. you know What was your
0: go-to jams when you were three years old? What oh, were you God. dancing to?
1: Honestly, like, at that point, I was not three years old. I don't know at three, but probably when I was, like, <laughs> ten Britney Spears right away. I loved her. Right. I was going, <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but, you know, she was fun. And... I don't know, anything, any music that came on, I just really loved it. So Mm -hmm. I was always like, I'm going to do this.
0: Did your parents take you seriously when you were telling them I'm going to be a dancer?
1: Yeah, I mean, my parents were so supportive, but, you know, like other people, family, friends or anyone, like you say that and they're like, oh, sure, great, honey. Like, you're so young, I bet that's going to happen. Just like any like, you
0: are pursuing it
1: yeah yeah they don't mm-hmm. start believing you until you actually do it and then you're like no I'm, I'm serious I'm just gonna try this
0: <laughs> so were you in school you were like fuck science I'm gonna be a dancer anyway yes. so I don't care about any of this absolutely wow you were that into it <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tried you know I tried my hardest in school but I knew like growing up I was like this isn't for me like this, this kind of education isn't for me uh mm-hmm because I'm like, I'm not going to be using this in my career.
0: So did you go to college to do something else or did you go straight to dance?
1: So originally I went to the University of Massachusetts Amherst and I was a double major in dance and oral communications. So I would have just done dance, but then part of my brain was still like, oh, I should have another, a backup, Mm -hmm. which I think is ridiculous. But I did that and then, um, so I was still taking like regular academic courses. And then I realized, I was like, why am I in Massachusetts if I'm trying to be a dancer? Because, like, the kind of styles I like and gravitate towards aren't really heavy on the East Coast in general. So that's when I decided to transfer out here.
0: I saw you posted something on Instagram recently about an award show you won when you were, Uh, uh, or a talent show you won when you were a little bit younger.
1: Oh, um, I think Dancers Inc. Is that what you're talking (laughs) about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that, um, it was a dance competition I went to all growing up, and they have... um,
0: What's the age uh, group?
1: So all ages, you can start when you're, I think I think the mini category is like five and then you go to like 18. And yeah, it's basically all ages. So I, I grew up competing there, but I probably started attending the competition when I was like 11 or so. And they host a national competition each year. And it wasn't t- till I was, you know, later in high school that I was like, okay, maybe I should kind of take this competition seriously because it looks like they have a lot of opportunities that come from it so then i ran for their title thing which basically you you can run to be like miss dancers inc or mr dancers inc whatever that may be and i ran one year and i didn't get it i got runner up but i was still so excited i was like oh my gosh i can't believe that happened so then i was like okay maybe i should try one more year and see what happens so i went back that next year and i worked on like what i thought i lacked like i lacked in the previous year and i went back and i ended up Winning that, which was, I was really surprised about, but I was really excited. You won.
0: How many other people were in the competition? Uh,
1: I don't know how many were in the whole competition. I was probably. <sighs> I honestly don't know. I, right. can, I can't tell you. It, it was a, a decent amount. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. crazy, but it was at a national competition. That's great. So it,
0: yeah. And what did you have to do? Was it you just pick a song and dance to it, and then so it was like actually a Idol of dancing.
1: Basically, a little bit, but it was a little. <laughs> it was different than most competitions, and that's why I really liked it and I was interested because instead of just dancing and judges would pick like, okay, she's the best dancer, she's gonna win. You had to go through like a pageant process an interview process because essentially you are auditioning. To run and travel with that competition the next season. Mm-hmm. So you're representing them the next season. So they want to make sure that, you know, you're not like a bitchy dancer. Like, so a
0: personality. Yeah.
1: Also. And that was huge. So I, I, that's why I really liked it. That's and,
0: great. Yeah. I am from a town called Tralee in Ireland, and we have a huge ah. festival called the Rose of Tralee which is kind of, it's a pageant, it's kind of like a personality pageant. Personality too. pageant, Yeah, you get interviewed, yes. and then you have to show a talent at the end. And it's actually happening right now. Did T- you do tonight it? is the final. No, it's for women only. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. M- the men are the escorts. It's a, it's a female uh, pageant. <laughs> but I watched last night. Um, it's a Monday night and a Tuesday night. It's on national TV. Yeah, uh-huh. there's, a of, there's a famous song called The of Trilene. And oh, you have to show say. a talent at the end, so sometimes people write a song or they dance or, or uh, write a song, sing a song and dance. Uh, and last night, someone did 10 deadlifts. And they are like, in her dress. I was watching it, so I'll send you the video. She's like, I'm gonna but, like, lift right now. She got like 250 pounds or something. Yeah, that's a talent? Is, well, there you yeah, go. That is a talent, She's yeah. She's killing it. <laughs> yeah, I hope she wins. I hope now, she tonight. wins too. She was the meat rose, uh, county meat in Ireland. If I you're Irish, it. you're actually eligible. If you have an Irish background. I
1: am. Irish. No one thinks that oh, not really totally at
0: Tralee, You could have been the Massachusetts Rose. Damn,
1: maybe next year. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's maybe my time. Year. I gotta go to Ireland. <laughs> I'm send quick. you
0: the info. Yeah, you said. That'd time. be funny. Yeah, you'll get a free trip to Ireland out of it. Can you? Yeah, you can. Yeah, definitely. They'll no. fly you over there. Yeah. There you go. I'll the go. The Rose of Truly. <laughs> So, um, right, was it, did that help with you moving to L.A. when you won that competition? Yeah,
1: actually, that's a huge... I give them so much credit for why I'm out here right now. Because um, mm-hmm. I traveled with them the next season, and at this point, I was I went to UMass the next year. So, I won that my summer going into uh, my freshman year of college. So, instead of kind of going out every weekend, I had to make that sacrifice to go travel with them. Um, but we went all around the East Coast, and then we actually did a trip to L.A. And mm-hmm. that's when I kind of met the girls who we know at Rock and Riley's who... You know, they were from Dancers Inc. too, and they were already out here. So mm-hmm. I met them, and um, I came out here, and they introduced me to the school. And, uh, yeah, they kind of just set set the tone and were like, what are you doing in Massachusetts? And I, I thought about it a lot. And then I came out here for a summer intensive, and I, I still chose to go back to UMass. I was like, no, I need to go to a reputable school. And then midway through that year, I was like, what am I doing? And,
0: and So you dropped out?
1: I didn't drop out, I transferred. Oh, you transferred. I, yeah, right. so I transferred to this school. But I mid, mid-year, I was like... Was New
0: York ever on the table? Did you ever th- consider it?
1: Yeah, you know, before I chose UMass, I looked at schools in New York. Um, and that's always been... It's always been New York or L.A. I always knew I was going to do either one of those. Um, but I really th- felt that New York was so Broadway-oriented and more technical dancers mm-hmm. were there. And at one point, I was a very technical dancer, and that's what I enjoyed. But as I've grown up, I feel I'm more... Um, I'm more about performance and less about technique, Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's why LA is so concentrated in that. And I was like,
0: Broadway. You never wanted to be on Broadway?
1: No, because you know I'm not the best singer, so I (laughs) (laughs) I really, I was like, I think that's out of the picture. Do you
0: know for sure you're not a good singer, or do you just? Is it just like you haven't really tried?
1: I haven't. I I mean, I definitely could give it more of a chance than I have. Mm -hmm. I will say that. Right. But I did. It's not my strong suit. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> and you prefer like, the dancing part? Yeah, I prefer mm-hmm. to
1: just perform and, I, you know, do that.
0: So January 2017, you moved to L.A. Yes. What was your first impression of the place? Well, you'd been here before, but actually being here as a resident, mm-hmm. did you fall in love with it immediately, or was it lonely?
1: Uh, it's def- it was definitely a little lonely at first, but not as lonely as I would have expected because I had some friends too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really know people so well before I moved out here, but I had an idea and like we all kinda knew each other. And it just so happened that those people ended up being my best friends and I really I don't think I would be here today, honestly, if I didn't have those people because mm-hmm. you know it's it's very lonely and people are... It's a
0: lonely town. I said oh, that yeah. on like an episode last week or last couple of weeks. Um, have you met friends that you just met in LA and didn't know before you got here, or has that been difficult to make to meet people out here?
1: Yeah, no, I've met a lot. Um, luckily, through my school, I've met a lot of great people, and then elsewhere. And I will say that people I end up gravitating like gravitating towards in general always end up being from the East Coast, and I, <laughs> it's so weird because I'll, I'll be even out at a bar and I'll be talking to someone, and if if like we have a connection or whatever, always ends up being from the East Coast. It's so weird. But I have met some good California people. My first roommate was um, is from California, and she's awesome. So, you
0: is know, is she from Los Angeles?
1: No, she's from Orange County.
0: Oh, cool. She's great. Yeah. So you started school right away when you got here. A mm-hmm. Gen- right. few
1: days, right? Like, yeah, a few days into
0: moving. What here. was the school?
1: Um, studio School. It's brand new. So it was formerly called Relativity School. Um, mm-hmm. Had to do with relativity, relativity media. I think that kind of got all messed up. So now they're Studio School. Um, And, yeah, it's brand new. So I took a leap of faith going into that school. And I'm happy I did because, you know, I learned a lot about not only myself but the career path I want to choose. So
0: you would advocate for the school if someone was thinking about going there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say go. I would say you have to know this is what you want to do. If it's not what you want to do, then no, I would not recommend it. But um, Mm -hmm. That's what
0: they say in theater school. If you can see yourself doing anything else with your life, go do that.
1: Yes, go do the other thing because you're in there once you do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm... It's an education that I don't think I could have got anywhere else. I will say that.
0: What If there was someone in your spot three years ago in your situation, what advice would you give them that you wish you had had three years ago?
1: Like prior to moving out here? Yeah. I would say remember your roots, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, when you come out here, don't be persuaded to be something you're not because especially in performing arts, everyone tells you, oh, maybe you should do this with your look. Maybe you should wear something else maybe you should not dance like that um but there's no one else like you so why would you want to try to be someone else like Mm -hmm. you're not eventually you'll book something because it's you and not you trying to be everyone who's already booking things Mm -hmm. so yeah i would just say sounds so cheesy but you know stay true to like who you are as a being no i don't
0: think that's cheesy at all did um, where did you live when you was a mm-hmm, so school downtown
1: so you lived st- close
0: uh, to the school
1: yeah so i lived um i actually lived right near usc and in, in the staples center kind of in, in between there
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: so yeah much different than where i am now but it was great it was it was like a student living place but it felt like a resort like it was ridiculous coming from living in a box at umass amherst like a little mm-hmm. dorm room to that was night and day um but I knew I was like, I'm not going to live in a place like this forever. So, right.
0: Did you work uh, jobs on the side while you were in school?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I got into the serving thing. And,
0: mm-hmm. How was that out here? Uh,
1: I, You know, I, I don't enjoy it really. But, I mean, I like talking to people. So in that sense, it's like, okay, if I think of it like that, like, oh, I'm just going to work. I'm meeting great people, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you had any other side gigs besides serving?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm really into fitness right now. That's the thing I'm really passionate about because it kind of relates with dance. Mm-hmm. Um so I've been teaching some classes and
0: Did you have to get a license for that?
1: So actually because I have a BFA in commercial dance, we um we like learned a lot about the human body. I had classes specifically geared towards that. Uh so I haven't had to get a license thus far because I've used that and like created kind of my own um type of workouts and I'll add a little dance action to that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm auditioning. You actually have to audition now to be trainers at some places. Oh, really? So, yeah. So. so
0: where is it, like at gyms or where do you uh, get the gigs?
1: Yeah, so some studios um, mm-hmm. want like extra teachers to teach classes. And then in that case, I can gear it towards my own things, uh, which adding some dance into it. And mm-hmm. then gyms, um, I'm working out at this place right now called Psycho LA and I'm auditioning to train with them this Saturday actually so um, oh good luck thank you thank you have
0: you booked paying work since you got out of school for your in dance
1: for dance I've I've done a few small music videos um, nothing crazy yet because mm-hmm. uh, I just actually last week started really auditioning so gotcha. prior to really auditioning I was just doing things that people would come to me and ask if, if I would be interested mm-hmm. in um, but yeah I signed with my, my agent now in the end of May. Then I went back to Massachusetts, went to New York, came back here, moved, went back, and like I've just been in a very like transitional phase. Mm-hmm. So yeah, last week was the first week I kind of started. So I went to one audition then. I'm going to one later today for a dance thing. So
0: I kind of, I've been behind the table in auditions, but usually acting. What's a dance audition like?
1: So a dance audition, it all depends. Cattle call auditions are crazy because it's just, Hundreds of girls and guys, but they usually break it up at first, and then callbacks will be hundreds. Yeah, sometimes Mm -hmm. hundreds. That's more for like cattle call auditions where anyone can go. Um, You go in to a tight room. You learn choreography that you really can't see because you know the choreographers in front teaching. You might be in the back. You might not have been able to like push your way to the front. people are hitting you because there's no space and then you break it up into groups and you go Oh, so
0: you're auditioning and there's other people in the same room yeah yeah oh so it's not a one-on-one kind of
1: no there's other people so it's not very personal that's why i don't that's why it's not my favorite to audition with dance but they break it up and you i typically like three to six people in a group hopefully mm-hmm. that's a good case um and usually you'll do it twice and you'll split lines and then they'll say okay switch and if they like you you stay if not you don't
0: Does it go by the look also, or do you think it's.?
1: Oh, so much look. Like, Mm. they have typecasts where before you even dance, sometimes you stand in a line and they'll walk through and they'll be like, you can stay. No, thank you. No, thank you. Like, it's. Really? It's huge right now, yeah. So that kind of sucks, but.
0: What's your dream job as a dancer if you could book something? uh,
1: My dream job. You know, that has changed so much since I've been out here, I will say. Because I used to want to work on cruise ships and do that thing so I could travel the world, but now, like, I don't want to do that, I think. Probably a tour. I'd like to tour with an artist because then same idea, I would get to travel the world and do that while mm-hmm. dancing. Um, I don't know exactly what artist I want. It. I want. That though. was my
0: next question. So like, when you watch Katy Perry on tour and all those dancers in the background, that's kind of where yes. you want to be at.
1: I would love. to. Honestly, Katy Perry. I've always like kind of. She's been in the back of my head. Um, I would like to work with her. She'd be great. Or Gaga.
0: How would you book that job? Would you have to get a good agent?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's five. Uh, main dance agents in LA so obviously each one of those have so many clients you know there's how many dancers in LA and there's only the five really top dance agencies so as long as you're in with one of them I'm in with MSA right now and so far I really love them they've been great um, very accommodating they also have a branch in New York so I was able to like meet with their New York office Uh, but yeah so they just send you they know what you want to do and when they find out about um, that they're casting or whatever they'll send you on the audition Mm -hmm. and hopefully you do well so
0: you know, as a dancer, you have it a little tougher than an actor, I feel like, because it's very physical, right? It's very physical, so yes. So have you, and you're young at least, you have, that grown, have you had any bad injuries?
1: Um, I have, my back has always been, I have, when I was in eighth grade, so years ago, I was diagnosed, it's called Bertolotti syndrome, it's very random, and it's very, um, not a lot of people have it, but basically my L5 is too long, so when I'm doing like back extensions and stuff, it, mm-hmm. my bones like rub against each other in my back. Oh, right. Um, so I've tried, like, cortisone shots and all that stuff, but it doesn't really do anything. So it's just kind of something, it's not going to kill me, so I just have to, like, work through it. And as long as you have a strong core, you can, you and know. it's pro- not
0: getting progressively worse. No, It just no. kind of s- sustains the same.
1: It'll just always, I'll always be in pain, but it's something that I think is worth it because, you know, it's not, it's not going to kill me.
0: It's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> Any other, like, joint pains? knees or ankles
1: yeah I feel like I have a body of like a 90 year old woman sometimes but (laughs) you know you wake up after a day of like rehearsals or training and it's like I roll out of bed and I'm like oh my gosh but you know it's nothing that no one else is experiencing you know Mm -hmm. it's it's very regular and like I'm grateful that
0: do you worry that this could be a short career
1: oh of course that's always like everyone even says that to me they're like are you sure you want to be a dancer um and yeah I see that but I think that one thing leads to another like I'm not Mm going to be the dancer for the rest of my life i have other interests and i think um i
0: think teaching a lot of people get into teaching yeah. after a while right yeah. and choreographing,
1: choreographing all that is, stuff yeah. kind of like being behind the scenes i like um i like to like watch stuff be done and mm-hmm. not all the time i want to be the dancer um
0: so you're constantly learning too from yeah. You've been. yeah yeah there's so much
1: to learn so it's i don't i don't think i think there's longevity in the career
0: I worked um, on a play once and um, there was a scene in the play, there was like a three minute uh, part. I hired a choreographer because I was telling the story and um, I was like, you know, how do we get from this to this? And I decided that we did this, uh, it was a Christmas play, we did this drinking kind of pre-day bender uh, montage. So I hired a choreographer, and she came in, and I just sat back and watched her choreograph actors that weren't dancers. And just watching her working with them was one of the most fascinating things I've ever watched. It's amazing. I love watching movement, choreographed movement. It's so fascinating.
1: It's really nice, and it's cool. I mean, I haven't worked with too many actors. When I was, like, really young, I choreographed a school play, but working with people who aren't dancers, it's almost better because... Dancers want to do everything so technically and perfect. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when someone doesn't have that trained background, they're more authentic. They're doing stuff because they want to and not because it looks perfect. And I'm like, you know what? That looks cool. That's going to read better than Mm -hmm. someone who's going to do... 12 pirouettes
0: or whatever <laughs> so I probably don't know what What did you say 12 pirouettes I don't know what that is I'm sure 90% of people listening have no idea what that that's is that's true they're little turns just think <laughs> of them turns. as turns okay cool <laughs> right so do you see yourself doing something else other than dancing right now or are you focused solely on dancing
1: yeah actually uh well, when I moved out here, I kind of was introduced... I was introduced to acting, and mm-hmm. I really loved that. I was taking more acting classes than I was dancing, um, and at one in, point... The,
0: in studio yeah, school? Yeah, in the yep. studio
1: school. Um, because I was a transfer, my curriculum was just a little bit different than other students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really was attracted to that, and I was like, wow, this is great. Like, as a dancer growing up using my body, I feel like it's easy. It's easier to transition into acting because I already know how to, you know, use that. Um, and then I kind of, like got off track with that, back to dancing, but I'm still always interested in acting. Um, And this past year, I've decided that I really am interested in commercials, which I know some actors would say that's a cop-out, but I disagree because I think it's a good paycheck, it's quick, it's fun, and it's like you're combining business with art. You're selling a product, and Mm -hmm. I love business. So, you know, it's the two of those combined. That's what I want to do.
0: Have you taken commercial classes?
1: I have, yes, at my
0: school. It's very unnatural probably the the acting for commercials like (laughs) this is the product
1: here it is like i'm (laughs) selling this yeah Yeah. it is it's it's so different but but i love that and i think uh i think using dance too as that like i'm hoping that i can use the two of those together to you know make something happen Uh, hopefully one day there'll be a dance commercial that i can hop in you know (laughs) yeah they
0: they exist and if you book a commercial is like, say, during the Super Bowl. That's the that's goal. That's all your bill is paid for that's for the next couple of years. It
1: is. Like a Panteon commercial, that's the goal. Or like a car one, I, that would be sweet.
0: You know what's a cop out? Is the guy from Verizon. That oh, switched yeah. over to Sprint. Yay,
1: yeah, traitor. How do
0: you do that? I
1: don't like, know. Like how
0: much money did you make out this company? And now you're out here saying this uh, the, all that time I was lying to you people. I'm lying this company to you. actually sucks.
1: He must have got a big paycheck from the other people.
0: Yeah, or the or the other people pissed him off too. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean Sprint, what a like I've never, I think I had Sprint. Like, I have Sprint. It sucks. It sucks, right? It sucks. Yeah, and now he's out there saying Verizon sucks. Like and you're like, no, no. Verizon's great. They yeah.
1: are. But I will say I have Sprint, and the places where my friends who have Verizon don't have service, <laughs> the most random places, I will have the most bars and That's like, Guys. always
0: where you want to hang out. Let's <laughs> yeah. go to that bar where I like, got good service. Last I'm like, week. look, Sprint has <laughs> good service. <laughs> it's great. So when did you move to Glendale?
1: uh august 2nd a few weeks ago
0: i watched rock of ages on broadway a few years ago oh. and i didn't know anything about la even it was set on the sunset strip at the time and at the end of the the musical i don't want to give ruin it for everyone but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to the the couple uh it's about the guy in la he moves to la from michigan and he's trying to be a rock star and about an actress who moves from kansas to la just Love trying that. to be you know um, but in, in, instead of finding fame they found love. That's the whole point. Aww. And then one night he says is Living in Glendale now I believe. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I listened to the musical <laughs> on Spotify recently. Oh and my he gosh. said Living in Glendale and I remembered like when I heard that I had no idea what Glendale was. Yeah. And I think the reference is Glendale is quieter life. It's where kind of families live. Oh, yeah. So you're you're living in a quieter neighborhood. Why did you move to Glendale? Was it cheaper rent?
1: Yeah, you know, cheaper rent. And it was out of, like, I originally wanted to move to West Hollywood because um, a lot of the gyms I train at are over there. And I just Mm. feel like there's a lot. But at the same time, I was like, do I need to be around that every day or do I want something that's more- I think more... I'd take
0: Glendale over West exactly. Hollywood. Exactly.
1: So, my roommates were really interested in living in um, like the Burbank, North Hollywood area. Um, and we stumbled upon a really great, like, newly renovated place in Glendale that was a good price and we toured it, we loved it, and we were like, you know what, let's just do it. And, I love it so far. It's it reminds me. It's much more homey. You mm-hmm. know, I can escape the L. A. craziness.
0: Is it a house or an apartment building? Or- um,
1: it's an apartment building, but it's small. Mm-hmm. So there's there's probably like, I mean, it's not too small. There's probably six units in the apartment okay. um, complex, but mm-hmm. brand new. The uh, my homeowner or whatever the landlord, he's great. So it's it's going well so far, and great. It's, it's nice to not be sitting in traffic, like just to go to the grocery store. I will say that
0: I was in West Hollywood yesterday. And I was walking down the street on Santa Monica. and um, there was a girl. it was it was the most amazing thing. There's a girl looking really sad with sunglasses on with her head uh. down, slowly walking towards me with a T-shirt that said, Sad AF. <laughs> sad as fuck. I was like, that's the most honest person in West Hollywood today. And that
1: is just so... <laughs> that's <laughs> so West Hollywood now. Yeah. Like, I'm just
0: going <laughs> to... Sad as like, I wanted... She had headphones on, or I would have been like, are you okay? you need Can some I? help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have said that. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. I wonder if she has... like a happy AF shirt for other days when she's yeah. feeling better.
1: I'm just going to wear my wear my emotions now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally. How, how would you compare to people in West Hollywood versus back home in Beverly?
1: Oof. Well, I will say, you know, there's a lot of plastic surgery out here. <laughs> uh, is, yeah. We don't have as much of that back home, so it's weird. I, I'll walk around the streets of West Hollywood and I'm like, oh my gosh, these, these humans are so beautiful, and I get, like, blinded and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. but they're beautiful I hope on the inside but they're paying for their aesthetic like on the outside and <laughs> whereas when I
0: overcompensating go, for a yes, bad personality exactly they're, right.
1: and then I go home and I'm like wow these people are beautiful but it's because their personality so it's like <laughs> right. it just yeah I think the main difference between people is one their look and mm-hmm. two you know they they don't want to do anything nice for others unless they're getting something in return.
0: You know, we're talking about moving from the East Coast to the West Coast and next week I have a guest Trent who's actually he moved from New York to LA. He loves LA. He hates New York. Oh, I'm gosh. excited to talk to him. So we'll maybe we maybe we'll focus more on the negative. So <laughs> I uh, <laughs> yeah I my experience with people in LA and in West Hollywood uh, is like when you say how's it going they'll say Oh, I'm doing quite well. I have an audition tomorrow. I'm going out <laughs> in the story. There's no like, and how about you? Like I could be hanging out with people over there for the next five years and they wouldn't know a goddamn thing about me. No. It's very self-involved. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's an artist thing. I, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of, it's kind of fascinating to it's, listen to some people over there.
1: Yeah. It's very showy. They need to show that they're successful rather than mm-hmm. like, and talk about it rather than just letting their success shine in other ways. That's yeah. why I don't.
0: I think you have the right idea now on the East side. Yeah. Um, I, I live in the East Side too. And oh,
1: yeah.
0: Like, um, I'm in East Hollywood right by Silver Lake and Las Feliz, and people over there are just a lot more down to earth.
1: Yeah, you can have a genuine conversation rather than just getting their, their resume, basically, when you're talking to them.
0: What do you love about LA? I mean, you're what still do here. I just love? something that you Okay, enjoy. yes.
1: I do love LA. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when I first. It's
0: a love hate relationship. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And
1: when I first moved out here, I was like, oh, I'm never going back, even though I like. That pink
0: cloud, yeah, I think yeah. everyone gets on that at the beginning.
1: Yeah, you're riding this high, and you're like, this is great. Um, I think I love, obviously, the weather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't love that the air quality sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least it's warm. Yeah. Um, and I love that there's just so many opportunities. No matter what you want to do, you can do anything here. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just, obviously, the entertainment industry is what runs the city, basically, but mm-hmm. there's so many other things, and you can meet so many different people, like, I don't know, and I think it teaches you a lot about yourself. I know I'm a completely different person than when I lived on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, you, because you're you're thrown into this place where you know you're around shitty people, great people, all kinds of people, and it, it just forces you to figure out exactly who you are, so you can make sure you can stay that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, grow as an individual.
0: And what do you hate about LA?
1: What do I hate? Oh God. Um...
0: The traffic, I guess, is one oh, thing to start off on. The
1: traffic, oh my god! Is
0: it better or worse than you thought it was going to be?
1: Worse.
0: Really? Worse I uh, well, my I I heard her story, so I thought it was going to be worse. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but okay. for you, it's worse.
1: It was because you know I didn't know too much about it before. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought. I also thought LA before I came out here. I thought it was going to look like New York. Like I figured the city grew up. Like I clearly did not know enough about it before i moved mm-hmm. here
0: yeah there's a couple of little things down downtown that's about yeah. it yeah
1: and then i get here i'm like oh my god la is so spread out it's a, out. It's not a city. city yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so so yeah the traffic i was surprised because i didn't really think of it how it was
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, what we have six lanes on the freeway or whatever and it's still like how are there this many people
0: so your daily mentality with dance do you have a lot of anxiety about the future what i'm going to do going forward or are you pretty grounded how, how how is your head generally um
1: i've typically i'm usually a very grounded person i would like <laughs> to think but the past uh the past few months i definitely have been a little bit mm-hmm. anxious about everything i think since graduation and um I've always been I've always been a lot better not in a school environment so I've been looking forward to this time, mm-hmm. um, to like set my own schedule and do my own stuff and now that it's here I think I I put so much pressure on myself and I'm like okay you've already been out of school for three months and even though you weren't even here three even whole though you, months yeah I know <laughs> three get, months get it together I know I'm like Evie <laughs> get your shit together so I I put all this pressure thinking like okay. I should be way ahead of where I'm at right now instead of just enjoying the process and understanding that it takes time and nothing good happens overnight. Um, Absolutely. So I'm just trying to focus on taking it day by day.
0: And And you're also in your early 20s, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I got time.
0: Yeah. When I was in my early 20s, I was doing nothing really of any word. And I didn't start writing until I was in my late 20s. So you never know what you're going to be doing, you know? Right. So try not to beat yourself up too much about it. Yeah. Trying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What you do to stay. healthy do you have a stretching uh regimen how do you like avoid getting injured as a dancer
1: uh definitely i think fitness has been the thing that helps with that the most you got to be strong i i think core is the center it, well it is the center of everything so it, mm-hmm. as long as you have a strong core you're eating healthy and you're hydrating yourself um and then of course stretching like rolling out my foam rollers are you familiar with those oh those my things? god the
0: foam roller took 10 years off my life oh
1: my gosh they are game changers mm-hmm. i make sure to do that um but yeah, just like having a balance and being consistent and healthy with what I'm doing, I feel mm-hmm. like is.
0: And you think you're out of the bar restaurant game now? No,
1: that... you know, I, I I think you know it's realistic. It's what, it's the best thing to do, like that's flexible. And can, right. You know. Yeah. So, I'm not working there right now. I'm gonna see how these training jobs pay out and uh. See if that works out. Because what
0: would the time frame be for the, the training? Is it mornings or
1: so? Ideally, mornings, and that's great for me because I like to get up, get my workout in, anyways, and then start my day. Um, mm. And if I do that, then I would have the afternoons to audition and you know go to set if that happens. Um, so that would be great. But I'm, I actually. <laughs> there's, like, castings for bottle service people. So, like, I went to one of those, but I don't think that's my vibe. But, you know, if I could be in the service industry...
0: Is that in like, nightclubs?
1: Yeah, nightclubs. But they were, like, hiring for, like, Sunday fun days, and I was like, okay, I can pour bottles on a Sunday. That's fine.
0: Is what bottle service, is just taking the top off the bottle, giving them the bottle, or do you have to hang out with them and, No,
1: essentially, that's it. Like, I mean, when I... I don't really go out as much as I used to, but when I did, the bottle service girls would just walk over with bottles that they would buy Mm. pour like their first round and then leave them on the table and it's
0: like okay two thousand dollar bottle or whatever exactly it's insane
1: and then i'm like bam that's that's easy easy money
0: i met someone um uh, um recently this girl and she said that for a while she was doing karaoke waitressing are you familiar with that no it's she said it's like a really seedy job you it's like these karaoke rooms like kind of clubs or whatever And they hire you to be their waitress all night, but you have to hang out with them and drink with them and do karaoke. What? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's it's, kind of fun. And like some people take it very far and make a lot of money. But yeah, karaoke waitress thing I would steer clear of from what she was telling me about. Oh, get away
1: from that. Don't go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever bartended?
1: (laughs) No, I have not bartended. I was going to actually try. I think I, when I was first. You have the
0: personality for it. Talking is 90% of bartending.
1: I would love to. And I like talking to people. So I feel like that would, you know, time would go by. But um, no, just like, personally, when I go out and drink, all I get is like, I I don't really like a lot of mixed drinks. So I don't know a lot of them because Mm -hmm. I only order. My very specific, like, okay, I want Casamigo soda, like the stupidest, dumbest, like there's nothing in it. So I feel like it would just take me so much longer to learn everything that bartenders know because I don't participate in like, like I'm never drinking that, like that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot of sober bartenders. There are. I think you just, yeah, it's just getting your foot in the door somewhere can be tough sometimes. You're right. Do you have any other um, side gig ideas or anything you've tried out out here?
1: Ideas? I mean, I always I could pop into like extra work. That would be something that would be, extra
0: work. Yeah, mm-hmm. like That's, you know, the guests we had on week one, Sean is doing a lot of that yeah. extra work.
1: I always like get emails. I'm sure you've seen them. You know, mm-hmm. on the casting networks and.
0: Have you ever responded to one?
1: I have not yet, but you know, cause I, I don't know. Like, half of me is, like, should I only be going to the stuff my agent is sending me, or should I also be self-submitting? Like,
0: Are you on Actors Access? Or, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, all those.
0: Backstage, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would your agent be pissed off if you booked something without their green <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. Green light? I definitely yeah. should have that conversation soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, why not? Like, I see things, and it's, like, looking for someone for $700 for a day, like, easy. Just to
0: stand there, it's yeah. such... Yeah,
1: and I'm like, why? What would I be doing during that day, anyways? Like, why not just mm-hmm. go and like?
0: Yeah, and it's probably good networking. Too. Yeah, get I exposure. Think that's a great idea. So yeah, so I'm thinking
1: of trying to do that now too.
0: Well, how long did you say you've been with your agent?
1: Uh, since May, so it's very, very new. The end of May.
0: Gotcha. And you've you've just got out once.
1: Yeah, I just started last week with them. Right. Since I was gone. Yeah.
0: Nice. Cool. So, where can people find you on Instagram and keep up with you?
1: Yes, it's um Amy. S U R E T T E. That's my Instagram handle, that's all.
0: Great, what comes cool. up as Amy Claire. Well, I'm sure I can say everyone is rooting for you, and they, I'm sure they want to see you on the next big commercial. They want to <laughs> see you on front, uh, front left with Katy Perry. I hope so, yeah. one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hope you stay healthy and have a long, sustaining career. Thank you. So yeah, it was great to see you, Amy. It was great to catch up with you. Yeah, it's
1: great, yeah, thank you thank, for having me. Yeah,
0: thank you for being here. That was Amy Sorrette, thank you so much. And this was The Sustaining Artist. Thank you so much to Patrick Shearer in New York and to Marco and Nick for capturing sound. This was The Sustaining Artist. We will be back next week with Trent, who is in love with Los Angeles. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Looking forward to picking his brain. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Please leave us a review. And you can now follow us on Instagram under The Sustaining Artist. I'm Shoni E. Thank you for listening and see you next week.
1: Spaces in between I want to live a life like that I want to be just like a king Take my picture by the pool Cause I'm the next big thing.
0: chance it's something that you're born into and i just don't belong no i don't